Welcome to another episode of Threads of Enlightenment. You guys know how I feel about these precious commodities that I know that my uh, visitors are coming with very precious in my eyes. One is time. What a beautiful gift that we have been offered as human beings on this planet. We call those years, seconds, and all the minutes and whatever. But it's time. And how we relate to time, how we love, respect, and honor time will tell me much about your life. The other is the journey. The journey houses tremendous amount of power because it created the individual that is before us. And that is before us, and she's here to spend both of those precious, expensive stuff. And I am honored that she's here to help you and I to become better human spirits while we're here on this thing that they tell us is called Earth so that we can experience what we are longing for. To find out who we are. Thank you so much for coming to President Enlightenment. Oh, it's it's a pleasure. Um, thank you very much for inviting me. Um, first of all, maybe I can take a few minutes to tell you that two days ago, my my oldest daughter she gave birth to uh, my second grandchild, uh, a little baby boy. Thank you very much. And in my world, the most important exams we all pass is actually when we become when we when we are born, um, yeah. and that's that's the only exam that really counts. Um, and uh, who who are we? Um, which is really your you know what what you are interested in and what we are all interested in is that um, yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, um, I worked with very experienced business people, and they have all achieved so much, but they are not very sure about what they have achieved, if their dads are proud mm -hmm. of them, if they have done good. If, if Is that life to achieve a lot in corporate life? Um, and then yeah. I started to wonder, how come that, you know, they have built companies, they have you know, sold them and they have so much, but they don't see it. And they are very worried about this and that. And then I also started to look at myself and my own worries about mm. this and that. Um, and then on my bike one day, I, I got this little aha thing that when I believed my thoughts, I was feeling miserable. But when I didn't believe them, I was okay. So then I took, um, I, I started to dive into what is thoughts? What are emotions, yeah. feelings? What come first? And then I discovered that we do not have any feelings without a thought first. All our thoughts are generating our feelings. And it's our feelings that we react upon. And all the feelings we have, you know, that are very stressful, like, you know, fear and we are angry, we feel shame. Um, when we look into what the thought that we have, that we have just before the emotion, we get to see that we, that what we were thinking is just fiction. It, it's just a yeah. story telling ourselves but that we, in a very small moment, believe to be true and define who we are. 
But when we start to really become aware of what's going on, we have around um, 60,000 thoughts a day. Uh, Mm -hmm. When we start to see that we are not our thoughts, nor our feelings, that's something we have. It comes and goes, just like the clouds on the sky. But the moment we, you know, we, we keep onto the thoughts and believe them to be true, we really create yeah. a miserable life, nightmare. Yeah. Um, and then people started to, to say, when do we know that we are lying for ourselves? Um, and then I told them that the moment we start to become aware of how we feel, the feelings that we have. We also start to become aware of what generated the feelings. But sometimes, or very, very often, because we believe our thoughts to be who we are, it's so difficult for us to get, to let them go. Because a lot of people, they have been, become, you know, um, they believe that they are victims in their own mm-hmm. lives. Like you, you, you told, you said something about, you know, trauma. Yeah. Um, and of, we all have kind of trauma. Um, but we also believe that, you know, when we have a trauma, that can be, I, for instance, me, when I was 23 years old, I lost my twin brother. And um, it was in, in an accident in the United States. I'm from Denmark, so he was abroad uh, uh, yeah. doing his studies. And um, I discovered that before then, I didn't really say I or me. I always said we and us. And suddenly I had yeah. to, you know, um, become aware of me being just me. Uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of people would say that must have been really a big trauma in your life. And in the moment when it happened, of course, it felt like that. But now afterwards, yeah. many years afterwards, actually, um, it was just life happening. You know, it was not what happened yeah. that really made me scare, scared me. It was what I was thinking about what was happening that scared me. So um, yeah. you, you ask me, who are you? And actually, <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm awareness. So many things are happening yeah. in front of me. I'm, I'm the one observing. And yeah. over the years, I've become rather good at just observing. Uh, and the moment when I forget just to observe and engage me in whatever is going on out there, my parents, they're very old now, my mom, she has had a stroke. The moment I start to you know, make a lot of fantasies about the future, which is not 
you know, the future doesn't exist. Yesterday yeah. doesn't exist. The moment here and now, looking at my mom, we having a coffee together. She's uh, saying a lot of things that is a little, you know, she's losing her memory. But we yeah. have a nice time in the moment. Her yeah. and I drinking coffee. She's smiling. Everything mm. is okay. But the moment I start to fantasy, to make up f fiction stories about the future, yeah. I am... Um, I lose, I, I lose the magic of life. Yeah. And I scare myself. It has nothing to do with her and I and with her stroke. It has only something to do with my thinking about the current situation. Yeah. So, so I have come to realize that who I am is the observer. Um, and it's not just me, all of us. We just don't really know it. And if, if I have a mission in life, it is actually to share my insight and maybe that way help people to see that they don't need to believe everything they think. <laughs> and, and I wrote a book about it. C can I show it? Oh, My yes, book? please. Mm -hmm. uh, this please. book. And it's, uh, you can find it on, on Amazon. Um, and it's about what happens when we start to become aware of our feelings and the thoughts behind the feelings. And when we question mm -hmm. whether that is true, what we are making up, we get yeah. to see that it's just fiction. Yeah. It's a little like, you know, when you and I, we meet, I don't really meet you. I meet my own story about you. That means that actually yeah. I meet myself. Mm -hmm. So, so when we become aware of how we can empty our heads for thoughts, or that's not correct. We cannot empty our head, but what we can, we can yeah. just let it go. And in that moment, yeah. being together with another person, we will become much better in listening and getting to understand the other person. And in that moment, we will also be a much better person to help. Yeah. I agree. Um, so, so, and actually, it's very, very simple. It is actually so simple that we may think in an innocent small moment that if it's so simple, it cannot be true. <laughs> because we are so used yeah, to have a very, you know, complex everything, uh, relations yeah. and, you know, everything. But that's just something that we make up. Life in, yeah. in its essence, it's, it's love, it's kind. But when we look out and we see what happens, <laughs> crazy people and crazy wars, and mm -hmm. we may think that life is not nice. Yeah. But okay. I would say that everything is because we 
we we we believe what we are thinking. We activate uh, uh, the thought, activate that one of the most powerful force that is reside within the human being, and that is our um, our imagination. And you're absolutely right. When we step out of the present, that's when all things go haywire. We're called yeah. to live in the present. Even um, again, I try to uh, I refer to the Bible because I I came out of the church, and Jesus said, He said. Tomorrow is not given to you, but what is given to you is right now. And what you do with right now is all up to you. And he talked about the, the thoughts as well to his disciples. He mm -hmm. was teaching them and he said, take no thought saying. And when I saw that, I got some insight into that um, piece of nugget that he, he had uh, dropped there. Because don't agree with the thoughts. Take no thoughts saying. Don't agree with all of them that comes to you. Those that are negative thoughts telling you that you're no good, you're less than. It's just you don't your e have ego. To agree. Yeah, you don't have to agree with it. Because if you agree with it, it will become your reality. Because it's you who are agreeing with it. And so you have the choice as to not to agree with it. When someone calls you a name, you don't have to agree with that name. But I know as kids, kids are wounded because of their parent and, and adults who we have given authority over. We look as the authority figures. After a certain times, those words do penetrate our um, defenses, if you will. And we become and we accept those words, and the mom may, dad, dad may say, you'll never amount to anything, or someone will say that to you. And one day you will agree with them. And when you agree with yeah. them, yeah. you are in problem. And that is why so, it could be very good if, if this was you know, taught in schools. Uh, yeah, I think I actually so. don't think that parents, they want to harm their kids yeah. uh, at all. So when they behave like that, it's because they are believing something that they are telling themselves. They are yes. not really describing the kids. They're, they're describing themselves. Correct. And, and, it's, very, and it's very innocent um, mm -hmm. because they don't know better. And yeah. they are not aware of it. Um, and... Yeah. Um, and then, it's very yeah. simple. It, it's, it's it very is. simple. People make it complicated because of, I think what they do, people try to control others and uh, they make it this, this big um, uh, thing that it's not. Life is a very simple thing if one understands some of the minute processes by which we exist and move. And the very first one is what we're talking about is your thoughts. You, um, there are tools that I brought into my life because I was, um, I was brought up in corporate America and, and I was a director of this and that and whatever title I, I received. Um, but my mind was always racing. Um, I was always just constantly racing and I watched my life spiral out of control. And one day, I introduced, I was able, I was led to introduce um, 
meditation. And meditation is simply a tool that one can utilize to help slow down your thoughts, take control, take ownership of your thoughts. And as you stated, thoughts will come a hundred million times a day. But when I was in my meditative state, I actually used to say to my thoughts, not now. And when I said that, you would be amazed how they began to subside because they understood that at this point in time, I was not giving them permission to roam free in my mind. It gave me time to pick as it comes because you'll see it actually slowed them down, man. And I was you know, those you're, you're totally one. right. Those thoughts yeah. that you know that are like you know, it's it's just like naughty teenagers. Yeah. You know, you have to you have to treat them with love and with mm-hmm. a certain kind of to your room now. <laughs> I have seen you. Yeah. And you can come back when you have, you know <laughs> calm down. Um and um but I also think that why most people they don't get it. It is because mm-hmm. when they have all those feelings, you know, your heart is beating, you have this yeah. uh, in your, your stomach, <gasps> uh, you really feel it. So yeah. when I can feel so much, it must be true. Yeah. Right? So, so you, know, it's, you know, it's amazing. Um, but actually, um, it's just a sign that the quality of what you are thinking is true. Mm-hmm. needs a little you know adjustment so yeah. so there's nothing here which is not kind of divine engineered but if we don't get it we don't get it and then yeah. we don't you know can 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 um, play it so that we really mm-hmm. experiment you know life as divine uh, because we get we, we become afraid yeah uh, and this and doesn't mean that we should not you know be when I when I talk about being present it doesn't mean that yeah. I don't care about the future or uh, my history or whatever but I'm just aware that this moment create the next little moment and if I'm not present here, how can I then, you know, um, um, enjoy my future? And another thing is that all future problems, they will always be solved in the present moment. I cannot, mm-hmm. I cannot solve a problem today which will maybe appear tomorrow. That's not possible because it doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. Um, so, so the moment we become, you know, much more aware of this little small moment, Ken and I, you and I, now. Mm-hmm. We, this is this is what what there's nothing else. Yes. And and you know, um, then life become much more friendly becomes more tasteful as you begin to 
your experience is much deeper when you are in that space and recognize that you are in the moment and in the moment um, it has all the wisdom, the knowledge, the insights that you will ever need if you make yourself um, available to it. We can resist these things, but you have to become available to it. And that availability is always being present because the thoughts mm -hmm. that you need will show up mm -hmm. that is necessary to rescue when you're present. If we ask your audience now to close their eyes mm -hmm. and then for a short moment, we don't say anything. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that if I ask you now what happened, I think that maybe there is a voice in your head saying, this is a little weird. And then there's another voice saying, oh no, go with the flow. Just hmm. listen, try it out. But to become aware of those voices, there must be a third one, kind of. Yeah observing the two with what's going on. So I think that most people, they are not aware of what is the thought. They, yeah. they are not aware of what's going on in their head or, you know, the, the dialogue that they have with themselves. Mm -hmm. It's so, it has become so, it's just, you know, me. But the moment when they can, you know, start to observe what, what is actually going on now, um, that moment will help them to um, to meet whatever will be, you know, meet them on their plate with yeah. a curiosity um, um, and they will also discover that in that moment, um, their need of uh, judging, we, we are so good in judge, we, we judge everyone, ourselves yeah. and all the others. And, but in that moment, when we become aware of that we are not our thoughts, we, don't, we find out that we don't need to judge everything and everyone. Yeah. Um, anyone? I believe anyone that judges someone else uh, practices judgment on themselves because yeah, they're familiar with it. Yeah, but they don't know. They no, don't see themselves. Yeah. Uh, you can only practice what you know. If you're hateful, you hate yourself. And because yeah. of that, yeah. we see the fruit of you manifesting because you hate me. It is a reciprocal, re I'm your mirror when we meet and people need to understand that those that are around you are your mirror. Um, they're friends, I tell people that people come into our space to make us aware of our, I call them the scotomas, the blind signs. Those programming that you don't even know that, you, um, that you're uh, doing it because you're so comfortable, it is you. 
and they may make a comment, you're, you know, pardon the expression, they may say, you're such a prick. And your immediate response is to anything like anyone else. If it's sensitive, if you touch some something that is sensitive, there is a reaction. And because it's sensitive, you reacted by outbursts and whatever. But when you get into your quiet space and you begin to investigate, why did they say that? And you begin to question, as Maddie had said earlier, the questions that will unearth those feelings, those pain, those dark spaces that you have begin to question yourself your behavior your actions your thoughts because you have been living on your default mode for 30 40 50 years and when people begin to enter in when that revelation of who you are through trauma comes in and begin to wake you up it is your appointed i call it the your divine appointment for you to get to know who you are so here you are. I want to ask you this question. How old were you when you began to receive these insights? You had mentioned about your brother, uh, your twin brother, in his death. And you mentioned that it was a traumatic um, situation for you at that time. How did you overcome that trauma, that pain? Because that is, uh, have someone that is, uh, they say the twins are, a little closer than and all the others, if you will. Mm-hmm. How did you um, overcome that particular trauma as you are moving through your life? Maybe because he really never died within me. Hmm. Um, I, I saw him. He came home to Denmark from the States in a, in a coffin. And I saw yeah. him and I could say, okay, this is Kim, my brother. Yeah. And yet it was not really Kim. Yeah. Um, uh, that was one thing. And another thing is that um, I could grieve um from my heart from mm-hmm. love but not because there was something that i hadn't done or didn't told i i have always kissed him a lot and i have always said yeah. i love you and we have been traveling together and there was not there was no unfinished business yeah um so so um what I'm saying now it sounds maybe crazy, but in that moment I didn't say what I'm going to say now, but now I say it. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. was okay. It was yeah. okay. And yeah. I was okay. Um but now I have three kids, and mm-hmm. I have had a period where I've been afraid, you know, when when they turned 23, I was, sent me a text message when you get home, and yeah. I was a little, you know, yeah. 
afraid of something something should happen to them um yeah but again because of of what i'm doing and and you know my my book and everything i i knew that now made it you were scaring the hell out of yourself <laughs> so so i i managed to um i've always been curious yeah. and i always had this inner feeling that that life is a gift and also when it hurts um and that it's a little like you know now we have clouds on the sky but above the clouds there's a blue sky yeah i have always a blue sky within me wow. we all have it's not just me we yeah. all have so so um actually there's only one thing to do and that is to be grateful so i think that the yeah. feeling of gratefulness fills me with uh, the strength that can overcome whatever yeah this is one of the most powerful forces that a that a human being has is the attitude of gratefulness and thankfulness and gratitude and all of these things because when you look at your life um can your emotional and your fears or your states i call them states Sandy, um where you're you're in a state of joyfulness you're in a state of thanksgiving you are in a state of fearfulness now Feelings. these mm -hmm. states will bring fruit in your life and i'll give you guys a story again i always pull from my background there's this story about this man called job a very wealthy man in in the day of his time and um he had some kids and his cattle and whatever and one day all of this stuff was destroyed and he would go praying every morning when his sons and his kids would be partying and whatever morning he would pray uh, that they would not do anything to offend god and whatever and one morning uh his uh, uh um all of his servants are coming from all over the place telling him that all of his kids are dead every all of his wealth is being destroyed everything his whole world and the man said the thing that i have feared has come upon me what a powerful statement and so he lived in this state of fearfulness all his time even though he was wealthy even though he's kids and everything and he pulled his fearfulness pulled that thought that he had that his kids would die and he would lose his wealth the thing that i have feared has come upon me and he pulled that into his family and destroyed his entire family and his wealth and so i am saying that to tell you that when you are in a state of gratefulness and thanksgiving and all of those type of states you will pull all of those rewards that come with that type of thinking that type of presence as well as the negative the choice is 
uh, Maddie said, is that person in the middle, the observer that is sitting there watching this and deciding, you know, what is going on, but it's that one in the middle that will help you get out if you would give him permission to bring you out. It's still your, your choice. And so you have to figure out what state do you want to live in? And you have to, mm -hmm. this has to be done in the present at all times. Mm -hmm. If you step out of the present, you're either going to be tapping into some of those fearfulness or, or other things that you shouldn't be in. Because as you become steady in your present, mm -hmm. you will appreciate that person in front of you. You'll mm -hmm. appreciate their breathing. You'll appreciate the noise and the bird, mm -hmm. the dog, everything becomes exciting mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm -hmm. But to get to that point, um, it's, it's not enough that you are intellectually right. Oh, no. Because no. I am sure that we can all, what we have been talking about here, it sounds okay. Uh, logic, it's not a, kind it's not of. A, it's not an <laughs> intellectual exercise, yeah. trust me. No, you, no. You know. <laughs> so, so really to get this, um, we need to become still. And we, yeah. we need to look inside. Um, <laughs> and, and, and also have the... Um, the curiosity or the courage to um, to stay a little put with certain feelings, <laughs> um, um, and and to you know to look at it from from the inside perspective, um, yeah. and and you know it can be that that we after I'm sixty now. Just turned sixty. Um, Congratulations! Thank you. Um, what if what I have been believing for almost all my life shows show me that it is I I've, I've been living on a on a lie? Yeah. What can I live with that? That I have you know kind of you know spent my whole life believing something. That I have been almost maybe you know maybe I've been divorced many times, and you know I don't know um because I followed some goals that I believed to be true, and suddenly i I discover that 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 I have misunderstood something very crucial uh so some of my clients. They they can be very afraid of getting too close to the inner truth. Mm -hmm. um, but the moment that they have this, wow, my God, they find out that, that there's nothing to be afraid of. But until that point, a lot of people, they just stay so close to what they believe, even though that it's destroying them and their family. Yeah. So. It takes courage. It, it, it definitely it does. And, and afterwards, they will find, just, they will see that 
that that was also something that they just believed to be true. Uh, and that there's actually nothing to be afraid of. Um, yeah, the thought, the uh, imagination will always keep us in. It's a, it's a neutral tool. Um, we need it also to do the reciprocal of uh, seeing the bad things. We can use that um, imagination to look and see the thing that we want to have the desired outcome, if you will. Yeah, or, and, or something uh, that we did. Of you, you, you said this about, you know, the parents who, who really harmed their kids. You know, what if mm -hmm. those parents, they, they found the courage to look inside and found out that what they had believing to be a, a good way of bringing up kids was really awful. Then yeah. they actually could do something about it. They could come up with an apology. Uh, they could, you know, and maybe that would be just enough for their kids now grown up to, you know, yeah. not repeat their bad behavior, uh, and and yeah. and maybe also get to understand themselves better. It that's it's never too late to um, no to 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 you know. To say I'm sorry, I I it, it I I I thought I was what I was doing was the the right thing, uh, but now I I know better. Um, and again, actually, in it's it's so simple that sometimes hmm. when I can see that, if you just could see, you just need to adjust here a little, then wow. But if yeah, you I've... get it, you don't get it. And and we have yeah. you also said something about the journey. You know, each of us we we have we we have to we have to do it our way. Yeah. And 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 that's okay too. Uh, but if I can just, you know, make one soul silent enough time for that soul to understand that she's okay. She's okay. Yeah, I'll give you, then I'll give she can move on. Some advice. Yeah, I'll give you guys some advice. What, what she's talking about is key. Um, the shifting of the perspective when someone like Maddie is guiding you in a conversation. She talked about some of her clients that she see, the power brokers that she had mentioned, these executives. And a lot of people are afraid to see themselves because they have a picture of themselves in their mind as this monster. And they don't want to see that monster become acquainted with the monster that is inside that they have created. This is their imagination from wherever they've got it from mom and dad, family, wherever that seed was planted and, and now is a, is a tree uh, rooted there. And so when she begins to uh, bring the light, the light meaning it comes by questions, she'll ask you certain questions because what she's doing is locating you. And when she locates you, those questions will be able to 
shift your perspective from darkness to light, from the old way to the new way, where you will surrender. You got to surrender right here. This little passage right there is, it's just this little bridge, but uh, most people are don't want to take that little walk. But uh, trust me, if you take that little walk, your freedom is on the other side of that bridge. And all it is is a very small space that you have to surrender. And when you surrender right there, I guarantee you, your freedom is waiting to greet you. It's been there, just simply the waiting time. for you to surrender, to get to that place of surrendering so that it can hold your hands and say, welcome, here we go, and change so your mind. So nicely line. put. You know, so that's where you have to find yourself. It's that perspective. Allow yourself. Uh, love yourself enough to break the constant um, resistance. Surrender right there and allow your self to experience this new thinking and see what the outcome will bring you surrender to it you've been living the other way for 20 or 30 years why not surrender to something different just to see if you will and you can always when, get back. <laughs> I know you can always actually, go back. <laughs> but actually you can't because you don't want to. <laughs> no, you don't want to. Once you've, no. um, once you've crossed that bridge and then you look back to where you were, you will appreciate your new surroundings. And you, and you know, and, and you back. become, you, you become a, better, a much better parent. You become a much yes. better leader. Um, you become and it feels better and yeah. your stress if you have been you know stressful it, it disappear yeah. it's a state because stress stress is actually has not much to do with your bus it's what mm -hmm. you think about your bus it can be yeah. that you should think about maybe having an another bus in another company but anyway yeah it's it's what you're thinking about your bus uh, that really is stressful, or your colleagues. Um, yeah. And in that moment, when, when you get to see that, and then maybe you yeah. can, you know, you 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 can meet your bus with a little bit more, you know, uh, careness, uh, care about him. Uh, instead mm -hmm. of making only one cup of coffee, make two. Get by <laughs> his office and tell him that, uh, oh, you looked a little tired this morning. Are there anything I can do for you? Oh, my yeah. God. I'm so glad you came. My wife, my car, my whatever. Oh. Yeah. And that, in that moment, you thought, oh, and I thought that I would soon be, you know, laid off. Uh, yeah. Just, just a thinking. A story you tell yourself. Yeah. It is all a mm -hmm. story, guys. Just write a new story. Um, yeah, the only thing you can do is a story. Yeah, um, it is, and that's where you learn how to reprogram your thoughts, reprogram, um, you know, you bring in tools into your life 
there's so many of them. You have meditation, you have journaling, you have so many tools that you can bring into your life to help you, to assist you to begin to reprogram your thoughts and create and write a new story so that you can um, get a chance to experience you. You are, the story is, is about you. And you don't know how beautiful you are until you step out of hatred and begin to love. And then you are looking at yourself um, uh, uh, several weeks, months later, you go, wow, I have become and recognized the beauty that is in me. And you are now responding to others with a smile on your face, a hug. You are embracing them yes. and seeing the even your neighbor and your boss, Everything. and you know, Everything. even your teenage kids. <laughs> uh, so, so, and and it's um, it is really very simple. Simple. The moment you get it. The moment you get it is the moment you surrender. It, we call it voila. surrender. Surrender, And that's yeah. what it is. You have to come to that place where you are sick and tired of being sick and tired and surrender. Yeah. And when you surrender, you're surrendering to your new self. Not to anyone, your coach or none of that stuff. No, 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 no. You're surrendering to your new self. It's you, you're surrendering to you. And give yourself an opportunity to surrender to yourself. It is yeah. one of the most liberating places that you'll ever experience in your life. And you'll learn love and forgiveness and all of those things there because you'll and, forgive yourself. And actually, in that moment, there will be one war less in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't need more wars in the world. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I love this conversation because she's talking about everything I believe, everything that I've been teaching for uh, my entire life and um, here at this podcast. So guys, I want to really afford you the opportunity to get to her. I'm going to provide everything so that you can have access to her. She deals with executive and people, but she deals with all of us, all of us that needs guidance, that wants to experience you, that want to learn how to surrender to yourself. I have someone that has some insight, some knowledge, wisdom in that space that will be honored to walk with you and to bring you to that bridge what we have been calling surrender so she can shift your perspective and now you're going to learn how to trust this new you you're going to have to trust yourself and that's that bridge that she will uh, uh, lead you to but that choice is still yours but when you make it your liberation your freedom awaits you and you await you, a new you, that will show you greater things about yourself that you did not know you are capable of doing, thinking, and, and saying, and responding. It is a beautiful place to be. 
I want to thank you so much, Mandy, for coming to thank us here at President Enlightenment to share your wisdom and your knowledge. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome.